Hello and welcome back to One on One. My name is Daniel Lasoto. I hope you're doing well. I'd like to begin by thanking all of you who have subscribed to The Pick and Roll. We really appreciate your support of our work in Aussie Hoops. Today I'm joined by Tasmania Jumpers import guard Josh Adams, who has signed on with a new franchise for NBL 22. Josh last played in Italy with Virtus Bologna, who won the domestic league after finishing undefeated in the postseason. So Josh, thanks for coming on. You now finished up your training camp with your new side. How does it feel to be in Australia and settling into life in Tasmania? Oh, it's good, man. I'm happy to be here. This is a, a place that I've wanted to play for some years now. And uh, the line, the timing just lined up perfectly this year. Settling in has been really easy. Uh, like you said, I came from Italy last year and every country before then has been uh, non-English speaking as well. So the adjustment period is always different um, here. The people have been very welcoming. The club has handled everything spectacularly. So transition has been pretty, pretty seamless. Happy to hear that. I want to dive into that a little bit because I had heard that you've had previous NBL offers a lot of the time coming out of your performances in the summer league. What was your decision to pull the trigger now in this stage of your career? A lot of it has to do with the progress that the NBL has made. Um, I think that the, the league as a whole has really grown and become one of the better leagues across the world. Certainly domestically, internationally, it's hard to say, you know, if leagues like EuroLeague are extremely impressive, but certainly as far as national leagues go, it's up there. Um, they're sending probably the most players to the NBA at the current time and with their next star program, uh, the ties between the two are, are uncanny. So I've gotten to a point in my career where um, I've chased, I've chased EuroLeague. I've been in EuroLeague for a bit. I've chased you know, money, situations, and possibilities. And it was time for me to go somewhere where I could be happy uh, and enjoy my life, not only basketball. So for me, it was a, comes a point where you could put a price tag on happiness. And, you know, Scott Roth, Coach Roth, sorry, Toa, kind of sold me on, on what he was building here and being able to fall back in love with the game of basketball and kind of get away from the business aspect of it and just play. And I've heard great things from playing with Australians before in college about the lifestyle down here and uh, has not disappointed thus far. So just fit perfectly for me, not only basketball wise, but uh, as far as my life goes. Yeah, that's really interesting because you have been in Europe, give or take your whole professional career, which has been since 2016. Did you feel like you fell out of love with the game in terms of being out of America, being out of an English speaking country? And is that why you came to Australia or... What was the general sentiment around that? I mean, that's a that's a tiny piece of it. I've gotten to see some very incredible places. Istanbul, Turkey, um, Malaga, Spain, the southern coast of Spain, Bologna, Italy. You know, I've been in some extremely awesome situations uh, location-wise. Um, the languages have been cool to, to kind of immerse myself in and learn, but um, it does make it difficult to create bonds outside of your own team. Um, and sometimes even with the guys on your team that might not be very well versed in English, but for the most part, man, Europe is, is so many leagues and so many teams. And with those language barriers, sometimes the communication can get jumbled when you're in negotiations and understanding roles. And um, like I said, there's just tons of different teams. So you might not always come into a situation and get what they told you that they were going to give you, um, whether it be situation, role, or money can be kind of misleading. Um, fans can be harsh. Coaches can be harsh. And, a lot of the way that some without throwing anybody or any club under the bus, because I've had, you know, fantastic clubs for the for the most part. But um, the way they handle business can be distracting, let's say, from basketball. And you find yourself in some pretty difficult situations over there. Obviously, 
we mentioned a bit earlier, the MBO has become more and more attractive over your five-year professional career. You mentioned the Nextar program, but coming to the MBO for you, it's not quite the same, is it? Because this is a new franchise. And as an import, I'm sure a lot of the onus is on you to, to build a new culture here and to build a winning culture. So in conversations with Scott Roth, was that really a big selling point for you? Uh, it was kind of an unspoken thing. Coach Roth knows that I'm a veteran enough with six years under my belt that I, I know what the situation is, especially, you know, recognizing that it's a new club and what can come along with that. So it was definitely part of our preliminary conversations. But like I said, the reason I was so sold on coming here was the way Coach Roth structured my role on the team and uh, really put the focus on it. Like I said, being able to play basketball because I love to play basketball, being able to play basketball because I have fun playing basketball and um, understanding that I haven't lost that. It's just um, been kind of overshadowed. So that's been the focus. And that's what's really drove me to come down here along with wanting to be in Australia for some time. I enjoy the pressures of building up from the ground up because I've been overlooked a lot in my career. And I love the, the Tazzy mentality of being an underdog is, um, you know, they don't have any professional sports teams, so they kind of push to the side. So I love being part of something where we can kind of rise up from the ashes and, and do something special. You said with your coach that together you're going to make yourself, you know, fall in love with the game again, play hard, play freely. In terms of your role, but does that just mean going out and doing what you do best and playing, you know, without too much care. That's exactly what it means. Uh, we use different terminology, uh, me and Coach Roth, but the essence of it is um, less minds, you know, don't care. Go out there because I know that I'm a great player. He knows that I'm a great player. I've used fault re-falling in love with the game a lot, but I don't think that the love for the game ever vanished. I think it was overshadowed, so kind of rediscovering that the reason I play basketball is not what it has been. The reason that I play basketball is because I love it. Um, it's what I do and it's not who I am. So I can kind of separate the two and in, in turn really enjoy playing basketball again. And that's when I'm at my best. And uh, he's putting me in situations on the court where physically and basketball wise, uh, I'm in situations to do what I do best on the court. And uh, for the most part in my career in Europe, that hasn't really been the case with the exception of maybe Spain and China, obviously, but in other places they kind of mold you into something that fits their idea of what they would like you to be, hypothetically speaking. Um, and sometimes that works and a lot of times it doesn't work. And that's why you see guys moving around a lot. Yeah. So as you mentioned, you've played many different countries, a lot of the time, not really necessarily suited to your role in those five years overseas. What were some of the biggest learning curves you've had to navigate and now, as you mentioned, you're somewhat of a veteran. How do you think that you can sort of channel those struggles into your year in the NBL? I think the biggest piece is um, kind of discovering uh, some of the things that I struggle with mentally, uh, as far as anxiety and some other stuff, mental health wise, uh, discovering those and learning how to balance those with basketball um, and life. Uh, also, I don't want to say that any year was a waste because it wasn't. I learned crucial lessons everywhere that I went. Um, you know, how to be a part of a team. You know, last year, my team was absolutely stacked. We had great players all the way around with Marco Bellinelli and Taya Dosich, Kyle Weems, Vince Hunter, Julian Gamble. I, you know, I could go down the list, and these are all veteran guys that have won and played at a high level, learning that uh, sometimes, even if a role is less of a role at, at times, it doesn't make it any less significant. And uh, 
you know, if that comes up for myself this year, if I'm, you know, a game I'm not playing super well, or if that comes up for a guy on the team, I can offer guidance in that realm. Um, you know, I can, I can take things from each and every year, but learning how to cope and adjust and most recently balance life in basketball. Yeah, you mentioned those mental health struggles, and it's sadly fairly common for English-speaking athletes who go over after perhaps four years in college or whatever the case may be, because it is such a culture shock. And for a lot of time, they just don't really care about you, do they? So is it a symbolic thing of, you know what, this is a different chapter in my career. This is time for me to get back to what I love. Is it really like a state of mind decision rather than a basketball decision in some ways? No, the only reason it's a state of mind thing is because um, Coach Roth is great with that stuff, helping me get out of my own head as far as basketball goes. So that's tied to basketball, but it is in no way uh, a break from competitive basketball or um, a symbolic gesture to say, you know, hey, I'm going to go play in Australia because it's happy basketball. This is a very, very competitive league. There's great players. There's great imports and it's continuing to grow. Um, I, like I've said, I played with teams all over the world and, you know, it's no different here, you know, coming in and practicing with these guys. These guys are just as talented, they're just as dedicated. So I don't see it that way. I made the decision to come here to play basketball at a high level. And because it was best for me in my career at the moment, uh, with certain COVID measures being implemented across the world, that affecting budgets and things that are usually very attractive about Europe aren't so attractive anymore to the point where it overshadows, you know, certain areas of the world like Australia. So it was a basketball decision as much as anything. What I did in the off season, as far as uh, hiring and working with Dr. Perea, my, my mental coach, that was a, a symbolic gesture and a, a mental move. But as far as coming to Australia, that's basketball, man. I want to ask Josh, because you've been in Australia for a while now, you've completed just training camp. How have you found playing with new teammates? How have you found playing under Scott Roth? I know you said it's been fantastic, but just how's that training camp been for you and that adjustment period into Australian basketball? Uh, it's been great, you know, like I said, but um, with every new team comes new challenges. These are 12 to 15 guys that have never played together before. Um, you know, the fact that we all speak English makes, with the exception of Nikita, who is a part of the reason he came here was to learn English as he starts to pursue his career, but he speaks English uh, enough. So the communication piece is easier than most places I've been top to bottom. Practices are difficult. Coach Roth, as much as he's supportive, he's demanding. You start with new roles every, uh, every season that you go into. So my role this year is different from last year, which is different from the year before. So you kind of got to start to learn your role and develop into it. I got to score the ball a lot more this year, which hasn't been the case last year, obviously. So I got to get back into the swing of that and just being super aggressive. So that along with just the general overall soreness that comes with the preseason and the challenges with conditioning and heavy practices has been tough, but um, I'm loving every step of it. It's good to hear. And in your announcement article, you said that you're really looking forward to coming to Tasmania and making a positive influence in the community. When you go overseas and play, wherever the case may be, is it really important for you to immerse yourself in the off the court culture? Uh, yeah, man, it, it's, it's very important to me personally. For the most part in Europe, they kind of leave you to your own devices, at least in the clubs that I've been in. Um, here, you know, we're doing clinics that are mandatory. We're making phone calls to our members. We're, um, you know, making appearances for our sponsors and whatnot. So it's, it's very immersive over here. So that makes it a lot easier to get involved in the culture, which is something that I love to do. You know, if basketball is going to take me over the world, I want to 
take in and learn as much as I can. In Europe, yeah, of course, you want to be involved with the culture. You want to learn things and get uh, as involved with the, the fans as you can. But there's a fine line over there that fans are extremely, extremely passionate. And that can also flip and become extremely, extremely angry and hateful. So, you know, there's a fine line over here. I'm not certain on how the fans are over here, but they seem great. Yeah, everywhere I go, I want to try and immerse myself in the culture and learn as much as I can. Well, I can tell you firsthand, the European fans are a bit harsher than the Australian fans. You might be in for a bit of a nicer season. If you're not playing well, I'll let you know. But maybe not the right. same. Maybe not the same way as European fans may. Your car will be safe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to finish on a light note, Josh, because during this training camp, I saw on the Instagram that you guys have had the opportunity to go and check out the Australian wildlife and yep. see the different animals around Tasmania. As we mentioned, in, in Europe, you just play basketball and go home, but has it been quite cool for you to just get outside and see the Tasmanian world? Yeah, man, it's been awesome. This year, luckily, I haven't, you know, just played basketball and gone home. I've been able to go out and explore Tasmania with a little effort because I know where I'm going. Every, like I said, everything's in English. My teammates can help me out, so I've really gotten a pretty good feel, at least for downtown Hobart. But yeah, when we went up north, we got to check out some animals. And this is going to sound as cliche as it can be coming from an American. But I grew up watching Steve Irwin. So that was one of my idols growing up. That's where I developed my love for all the animals, especially dogs. But when I got the opportunity to, to go up to the wildlife park up there in uh, Davenport, I jumped at it. And it was an incredible experience to see, you know, live kangaroos, Tasmanian devils, a capuchin monkey, wombat, stuff that we don't see in the States. Surprisingly enough, I don't know if I've ever seen a kangaroo even in the zoo. Uh, most of the times that I can recall, they were always inside when I went. So that one-on-one -on -one interaction was, was pretty mind-blowing for me. That's great to hear. Has there been anything else during your time in Tasmania about Australia for that matter that sort of surprised you? You know, as you mentioned, we're both American and Australia, both English-speaking countries, but there are some pretty severe cultural differences. Has there been anything that shocked you or that you found unusual? Nothing, nothing crazy. I uh, was shocked to find out how incredible the coffee is down here. <laughs> So I'm really diving into that as well as the wines. I'm a big wine guy as well. So those were two pleasant surprises. Uh, down here in Hobart, the food is magnificent. So that's another pleasant surprise. But man, just overall, just how kind and welcoming the people are, you know, for the most part, it's not just, hey, how are you? It's a, you know, short conversation. So people are very uh, interactive, which is a nice kind of shock. Awesome. Oh, that's all the questions I have for you, Josh. Thanks for taking the time. I really appreciate it. And best of luck for the season. Absolutely, man. I appreciate you having me on the show. All right, of course. Thanks, mate. Absolutely. Have a good one. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please consider subscribing to the Pick and Roll and give us a follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Pick and Roll AU. Also, please have a browse of the Pick and Roll's online store. We have all kinds of shirts, hoodies, and mugs that you can buy to represent Aussie hoops wherever you may be. I'll see you next time on One on One.